Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Buzz Talk, episode 25. I am your host, Kevin Henry. I'm with here, back from the grave, with my co-host, Matthew Violet, a.k.a. Matty Purple. He took a week hiatus, but he's back better than ever. Matt, how you doing? Not a penny, not a nickel, not a dime. We are a quarter right now. We are a quarter, 25. It's great. Kevin has all this slander, making it seem like I'm not committed, making it seem like I didn't put the time in, making it seem like I don't have that time blocked off for you guys every week. Not the case. I had a difficult voting experience trying to be a good citizen, but I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to deter people from voting. Get out there. Good guy, Matt. Uh, No, we're happy to have you back, and we know you're committed. Um, Have to give you some slander, but... uh, I also could have waited for you and I did not. I wanted to get that out and, uh, you know, works, works long. And, you know, we want to, we want to get this, uh, content out as, as good as we can. So we, uh, we know you're committed. We're excited for the future. Uh, and I'll be the first to welcome you back and let's get this thing going. We got a lot to dive into, uh, just to give everyone a brief overview We're going to talk about some of the games uh, of this past NFL weekend. We'll also dive into the AFC playoff picture, some power rankings. Matt has put together a lovely segment on the Celtics. And uh, lastly, the week 11 pickums with Connor Meehan, as always. But got to talk about uh, the game of the week is where I wanted to start. The Vikings went into Buffalo, beat the Bills 33 to 30 in overtime. Uh, first off and foremost, Josh Allen is 0-4 in his career in overtime games. And that's that's something that's interesting because it, it to me, it sounds like a team that doesn't know how to win. And this game was there for the taking. And the Bills messed it up on multiple occasions, throwing an interception in the red zone or uh, obviously Justin Jefferson getting that insane catch uh, on fourth and 18. Uh, the Bills defender sh- played for the interception, should have deflected it. Uh, the Vikings go in. Uh, obviously, Josh Allen fumbles on the goal line. And uh, it-, it was just a mess from from the Bills' perspective. I thought they lost this game more than the Vikings won it. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Bills are now 6-3 and three and foreshadowing to the power rankings um they're dropping their stock's definitely dropping and the vikings say what you want about them but they're eight and one they're winning the close games and they're looking like a contender i think um you so i caught the highlights of this game i didn't get to watch the actual game game Mm -hmm. of the decade 20 in the 2020 so far who knows though um given the score i would have thought it would have been a much more i I guess all all my rambling to say it the vikings lost or the the bills lost that game the vikings didn't win watching that game i was surprised that you know the the bills didn't win by three four or five scores um it was like you know they there are a lot of turnovers on the viking side 
the um Kirk Cousins kept getting sacked. I don't think I don't know how much jo- Josh Allen I don't think got sacked till the third quarter. Um and so it just yeah, it was an awesome game though. I I'm I was watching it and I knew the Vikings won and there's 40 seconds left and I'm like I thought the Vikings win. Like what did I get the wrong game? And then that crazy uh crazy last play, so our last couple plays to go into overtime. It's been crazy and I believe Josh Allen now leads the league in in interceptions. In summation, I think the Bills look vulnerable. You know, this is a team that was expected to be head and shoulders uh, above the rest, you know, right there with the Chiefs. And I think they still are. I'm not going to get carried away. However, that loss put them third in the AFC East standings or the AFC Beast, whatever you want to call it. The Vikings are running away with the NFC South. And that's what it is. It was the game of the year. I don't think you're going to find a better one, at least in the regular season. But the Bills are looking vulnerable. Vikings are looking good. Moving on to the first ever game in Germany, in Munich to be specific. Uh, No one else better to uh, be an ambassador for the NFL and play in this game, Tom Brady. It's his fourth international game and his fourth international win. He's undefeated in these international games. Uh, They beat the Seahawks 21 to 16. A uh, huge win for the Bucs. They needed this. Uh, they are now, uh, I believe, back to 500 at 5-5, five and five, uh, trending in the right direction. When you have Tom Brady, you can never count them out. Also, I want to throw this uh, sabermetric in there, if you would. Tom Brady is now 2-0 and post-divorce announcement with Giselle. The man just loves football, and that's what it is. Uh, the Seahawks did not look great. Tom Brady also did not look great, uh, not even attempting to catch a pass thrown by Leonard Fournette that was intercepted. I mean, as Patriots and, and Brady fans, I, I think, you know, Tom should just be throwing the ball. Uh, we saw what happened in the Eagles Super Bowl. Um, not the best hands, not the best guy you want out on, on, on wide out there. He is, I was telling Rachel this, he is, absurdly unathletic for how good at football he is Goofy. it's actually hilarious it's hilarious to watch him run around i i saw a pretty hilarious um interview about i don't know if it's, it might have been in munich it might have been in um tampa but they said tom you won in mexico you won in you know england or whatever, great britain or you won mm-hmm. in you know munich what's next czechoslovakia and i was like I was like, that's not a country. I was kind of disappointed in the reporter. Like, that's straight up not a country anymore. But uh, no, I thought the I thought the throw to Tom was pretty hilarious. Apparently, it's the second one. I didn't I didn't see the um because I watched the highlights. I didn't see the I didn't first even throw. That. I I think I'm, I could be making that up. But he was like he was so not open at all. Where I was like, no way, this is like the actual play, right? Um, so the, I watched. I saw a quote from Tom that said he was trying to yell at Fournette and say don't throw it to me. Don't throw it to me. And that's yeah. clearly, clearly not what happened. No, I mean, big pliability guy, but uh, you know, getting vertical is, is definitely not his game, but I uh, just wanted to touch on it because it is groundbreaking. Uh, do you know that there were 3 million people that had put in applications for tickets for the game? It sold out crowd and they were singing John Denver. They're singing all these American songs. So the football community is global. Yeah, that's huge. And I'd really love for the NFL to go global and get a team in another country. Uh, who knows where they'll do it, but, you know, they've, they've played in now London, uh, Mexico, uh, Germany, obviously. And why am I blanking on another one? 
There's four. Where it was. London. I got to think Canada, but. No. But no. London, Munich, Mexico. Yeah, he did say one other one, but no, I can't remember. But For all the fans out there, I'm going to look this up real quick if you want to keep it going, Matt. I have yeah, to I'll try. I'll try. But no, I think one thing about um, Tom and maybe he just has the the lucky, you know, the rabbit's foot around his neck. He has he's they're probably going to make the playoffs because, you know, Panthers stink, Saints stink, Falcons, you know, were they have the Atlanta curse. They're not going to you know do super hot. So it sounds like he's going to get that division ticket, uh, division winner ticket into the playoffs. But which I'm not a big fan of um, mm-hmm. in terms of football. Like it looks like I mean, honestly, it looks like the NFC West, South and North all kind of stink. Um, the, outside of the leaders, but you know, I want there to be actual good teams in the playoffs, not just one that won its division. But who knows? Ten games in, they could easily go, you know, eleven and five, or I guess what it would be twelve and five. Now they could easily go ten and seven. So. Yeah. So actually, the fourth, and I don't know why we didn't think of this, but it was Canada. You said it, okay. but uh, which makes sense, obviously. Um, <clears throat> but seeing that that experience must have been uh, just an amazing feeling for the players as well as the fans. Two more games I wanted to touch on uh, before we move into the playoff picture. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Packers finally get a win uh, after a five-game losing skid, beating the Cowboys in overtime 31-28. to uh, Christian Watson, three touchdowns. That's what Aaron Rodgers needs. <clears throat> the Cowboys uh, go, go for it on fourth down in overtime. Do not complete it. Uh, not sure if the Packers can still sneak in the playoffs. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers can return to the Aaron Rodgers that we have been accustomed to, uh, then they obviously would have a chance. It won't be at the division. As I mentioned earlier, the Vikings are eight and one Packers are four and six. So four and a half out already have a loss to the Vikings, but the Cowboys who in my mind are a Super Bowl contending sort of team, uh, losing on the road like that, not great. Mike McCarthy's return to the Packers as the Cowboys head coach does not end in a good manner. Uh, and that's really all I have on that, Matt. I don't know if you want to touch on that, on that at all. No, not too much on that one. It's uh, I kind of – I'm just excited to see the Cowboys do well and then blow it all like the usual and <laughs> then see Stephen, stay Stephen A. Smith freak out. Stephen A. is uh, just – the content he provides after the Cowboys are, are out of the playoffs, which is an annual thing, uh, is, is second to none. <laughs> well, tell me uh, about that fourth game. Yeah, so the Colts uh, beating the Raiders 25-20. to 20. I'm not sure <clears throat> if – I mean, the Raiders, Josh Dan- McDaniels, that's a terrible look for him, but an even better look for Jeff Saturday, who had no pr- uh, prior coaching experience at the collegiate or professional level. He did coach in high school for what it's worth. However, he uh, he really did a great job in, in the uh, introductory interview uh, with the press. I thought, um, you know, he's been a consultant with the team. He's obviously won a Super Bowl with the team. So um, it, it's interesting because there's that debate. Bill Cower uh, said it was, it was very disrespectful and to people, you know, coordinators and coaches who have done this their whole life, you know, moved up the totem pole uh, just to get surpassed by someone who has no prior experience. And I, I think it's interesting because I do understand where he came from. And if anyone can speak on that matter, it is Bill Cower. I mean, Hall of Fame coach, 
uh, always did it the right way with the Steelers. Uh, but I don't know, Matt, what, what is your thoughts? I don't know if you have an opinion, but <clears throat> Jeff Saturday with no prior experience, do you think it's right for him to get that kind of job? Or do you think that was kind of gift wrap for him? Believe it or not, I have opinions. And my <laughs> opinion here on this would be, I think that I don't know the full story. I would definitely hate, you know, in my, in my career as a software engineer or in the things I've done, I'd hate people to get opportunities that I deserve. So if there's a lot of people that, you know, are, were seemingly a fit for this opportunity with the experience, and maybe it was the friend, is Jeff Saturdays, you said he was at Saturdays, multiple Saturdays? No, Saturday. Jeff Saturday. Sundays, actually, now. <laughs> we say Jeff Sunday. Um, how, <laughs> you said he was a longtime consultant with the team? Well, what he was is he was a, a center for the Indianapolis Colts in the Peyton Manning era. So he was a player on the so team. Has, well, okay, so he's not a high school coach that played high school football and his no. son was on the team. Okay, he's a, and a former player. Correct, I mean, they do, yes. Not to – I guess I, I wonder, and that maybe this is a wrong thing in the NBA, but the NBA, they do that willy-nilly. You see all these players coaching right. that have no, no coaching experience. So I don't know if it – you got to think that the players know the game, but then again um, – I, I, now that you mentioned that, I like it more than I did before. But no, I mean, if there are these longtime coaches that have been dedicated to the, you know, the success of the Colts that kind of getting gypped, then I, I, I understand why. I guess my final answer, I understand why people are upset. Life's not fair. Right. And, uh, you know, he made the right move in, in putting Matt Ryan in uh, back at quarterback over Sam Ellinger. So, uh, you know, it seems like he has full autonomy. It seems like he's a, a good natural leader of men. So, um, I definitely like it, but moving on, uh, I wanted to touch on this AFC playoff picture. It's, it's not as black and white as we initially thought the chiefs and bills were thought to be the head honchos and, and it still may play out that way. It still has the possibility to do so. However, uh, I wanted to run through these. So if the playoffs started today, you'd have the chiefs seven and two, the dolphins, who have been playing very well undefeated when Tua starts and finishes games at seven and three, the Titans are six and three. Uh, not sure their, uh, their ceiling is very high. I personally don't think so. Then you have the Ravens at six and three. Those are your division leaders. Then you have all AFC East teams in the wild card jets, bills, Pats in that order. Um, I really wanted to, it's more so, you know, the Patriots kind of get a win on their bye week. Um, I'm not going to go all 20, you know, I'm not going to go like last year where, you know, we are nine and four. There were Super Bowl talks around New England, um, which I probably was right there with them. But uh, you got to look. I mean, you got the Bengals, you got the Chargers chasing them, uh, and you still have the Jets. So this this Jets game against the Pats is, is a huge, huge win. Uh, and I'm not sure if it's ever happened. I, it probably hasn't where all four teams from uh, a, a division made the playoffs. I think that would be history. Um, I don't see the Pats making it. I don't see maybe the Jets making it. I, I just, I think the Bengals are a good team. I think the Chargers are a good team. I feel like I'm missing someone as well, but it, it, it's, it's interesting. I mean, the biggest thing is is the the Bills being six and three, and the Dolphins. If the Dolphins can get a home game in the playoffs and maybe even get that one seed, 
that changes a lot because now they're not playing in colder weather. They're not having to travel to Kansas City or Buffalo. So uh, this has just been a wacky football season. And if I'm a Patriots fan, you know, I want to be optimistic, right? But if I I talked about this last week, but when you look at our schedule, I think we have the second hardest uh, strength of schedule down the stretch. I I think best case scenario, best case is you go five and three, but that's going to take a a win against Buffalo. I mean, these next three games that we also play three games in 12 days, which is, I mean, that's not easy for, for any NFL team, but I I think best case scenario, you go five and three and does 10 and seven get you in the playoffs. I I don't know. I don't know in this, in this conference, but you do have a chance to leapfrog the Bengals entirely. You play them this year um, and you still have games against the, the Raiders and Cardinals. And those are two games that you should be able to circle that you win, but it, it definitely starts next week against the Jets. If you lose that game, I think you can kind of forget about making the playoffs. And obviously we, we then play the Vikings on Thanksgiving, uh, which is a primetime game. And fortunately for, for the Patriots fans, primetime Kirk Cousins has not been good. I want to say his record's one in 10, if I, if I'm, if I stand correct, but um, at the end of the day, I, I think the, the Chiefs, Ravens, Dolphins, and Bills are teams that are in the mix to go to the Super Bowl and if not win it. Um, I didn't want to talk about the NFC just yet because, you know, we'll get more in depth, but things are starting to take form and you don't win game. You know, you don't, you don't become legends. Now you become legends in December and January. That's where the, the great teams separate from the good, but Real football does start post-Thanksgiving, and we're almost there, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, the Dolphins are surprising me a lot. I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for Tua. I like Tua a lot. I kind of thought after he got hurt and after they went 3-3, three and because three, um, they were 3-1, 3-3, three and, three and three, yep. I, thought, I thought it was kind of over. I think they might have been – no, clearly they, they weren't 3-4 and because they're 7-3. and three. But <laughs> I think um, I'm happy that they're back. I, I, like, I love Tyree Kill, like just run, watching him run around. It's very good football, very fun. Um, but no, I won't, I won't echo too much about what you said, but just, yeah, the bills are, are, are teetering. Um, obviously they're, I think they're going to be just fine, but, um, cause I know, I know Josh Allen on some injury worries too. So hopefully he gets that taken care of. Seems mm-hmm. like a good guy. He's fast. Yeah. I was watching him in that very, game. Very. Maybe he's just tall, maybe he's just super tall, but he was running around. Um, he, you know, he was sliding in and fuck, I saw one where I almost, he's I very, know, he's very, I saw, one where he, uh, I saw one where he, I think him and Kirk cousins, both lean shoulders in. And usually I always <laughs> keep me slide, which I think is funny, but no, yeah. I won't ramble too much. I just hope, uh, like you said, five and three would be great. And maybe we'll sneak into the playoffs. So, um, you did, you didn't miss anyone, by the way. I don't think you, when you mentioned the other maybe contenders, we have the chargers, we have the Bengals, but then you start getting into the Colts, the Browns, the Broncos. Yeah, so. I guess none of them are No, That's crazy. You would think, you know, going into the year, you would think the Broncos would, would have more of a, a stronghold on being in the playoffs or even the Raiders. You thought the, the AFC West was going to be good. It has not been, it's been one of the, the wor- worst or divisions. That's a word uh, in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the NFC East has the best winning percentage through 
10 weeks uh, in NFL history collectively, which is super impressive. But uh, we'll dive deeper into the playoff pictures. But uh, moving on to the last NFL segment, I wanted to give you my power rankings because um, they've shifted a little bit, to say the least. Coming in at number 10, the first time they've they, the first time they've made my power rankings, the six and three Titans, they're first in their division. They beat the Broncos at home. Uh, Ryan Tannehill came back. If if Derrick Henry can keep going and Tannehill can not lose football games, I think they could, you know, I don't see them making the Super Bowl or anything like that, but uh, they could ruin someone's season if they get lucky. At number nine, and I expect them to be higher as we move along here in the season, the 49ers at five and four coming off a win uh, on Sunday night against the Chargers, 22 to 16. A lot of talent there. Their defense is, is something to definitely watch moving forward, and they have the weapons on offense. At number eight, surprisingly still, seven and two New York Giants coming off a 24 to 16 win at home against the Texans. I'm not sure where the giants may end up falling here, but it looks like they're going to be a playoff team. They're playing in the best division in football, according to the winning percentages. And right in front of them is the Cowboys who do have a worse record at six and three. They did lose, like we said to the Packers in overtime in Lambeau. 28 to 31, but I think when all is said and done, I like the Cowboys to finish uh, at least second in their division and uh, be one of the higher wild card seeds. We then move to number six. I won't forget them this time at the six and three Ravens. Uh, they're coming off a bye week uh, and they they're playing the Panthers at home. I expect them to win there. I think they're a dangerous team if they can stay healthy. Uh, Lamar, although he has not had a great postseason track, uh, I expect them to be a contender. Now we get into the top five, and this is where the movement has been the most. The Bills fall down to five at six and three, losing to the Vikings. Uh, I have to put the Dolphins in above them because the Dolphins did beat the Bills. I know it was in Miami. It was an early game in the year, but uh, the Dolphins give me no other choice but to put them at four as much as it hurts. Uh, they're coming off a commanding 39 to 17 win against the Browns. Coming in at number three, the Vikings eight and one. Number two is the Eagles at eight and one, beating, losing to the Commanders. They lose the number one spot. Uh, they haven't really beaten a lot of good teams. The best teams that they have beaten has been prime times, Kirk cousins and a Cooper rush led Cowboys team. So I think that that loss last week at home on Monday night earns them uh, to lose a spot to not only then the number one team, the Kansas city chiefs at seven and two um, they've just been, They've just been quietly getting better each week. That's dangerous for the rest of the league. Uh, and that rounds out the NFL power rankings. Just to sum it up, Titans at 10, Niners at 9, Giants at 8, Cowboys at 7, Ravens at 6, Bills at 5, Dolphins 4, Vikings 3, Eagles 2, Chiefs 1. Matt, any 
anything to add or comment on that. I know I went on for a while. Hopefully I don't lose <laughs> no, you guys. No, I don't got too much there. I want to say that rumbling is Kev's cat. Let the man live. He's got a cat. He makes him happy. So I saw him getting stressed out going down between those those numbers. So those power rankings. A lot of um, stuff going on. Yeah, those cats going around. He's got all you know worrying about getting his high school diploma. He dropped out. I told you, but no, uh, I don't think I got much to add. I'm just hope I hope the Pats make a playoff run so I can get some wings and watch some foot or not play at least make a game so I can uh, you know get some wings, watch a game. But other than that, no, not much. Soon Matt will be a Seattle Seahawks fan. <laughs> No, I'm liking the, I mean, the, the, the Gino. Gino's getting a lot of love and uh, it's cool to see them. I mean, making a little something out of the season. I kind of assumed like everyone else, Russell Wilson leaves, you know, they, they don't do much for a couple of years, but I mean, it's a good, I, I imagine it's a good fan base. I'm, I'm, I see people wearing the gear all around you know, since I've moved here. So good. We're glad. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, no, Pats for life, baby. I always say like, I still mention when people out top of football, I'm like, yeah, I like Tom Brady. And they're like, you know, he left like three years ago. Right. And I'm like, no, nah, I mean, he's still awesome. Jack, was, I mean, my little brother was telling me at work his boss was sharing his screen and you could see on his boss's screen it just there's just like tom brady videos like saved. of course you got it um but we will move on to the celtic segment that's going to be led by matthew violet we're very excited about it matt uh matt has been chomping at the bit he's deserving of it so uh, we will be right back. Hey, everybody. We're back with the buzz, with the talk, here to talk a little bit about some Celtics. So, oh, no. Kevin is setting some very high expectations for me. I'll try to do my best. You know, he always likes to put the bar high so I can try to strive. But no, the Celtics are looking so good. 11 and 3. We love it. They look like they're having fun. I mean, they're winning. I mean, is it is it a let's see, it's one, two, th- oh my gosh. All, all oh yeah, I was gonna say all I see is green W's on my screen. So holy seven, cow. Seven straight wins we, for the Celtics. We love that. Um and so no, I mean we knew they were gonna be good. They're good, and I'm glad that they're not um, kind of like a, you know the Nets. They're not really kind of um, blowing it for the fan base. The fans are loving it. Boston's hot. So, yeah, last week we had a, a win against Detroit at home. We had a win against Detroit at Detroit. We had a win against Denver, you know, again, um, in Boston against Jokic. And then we mm-hmm. had a uh, win against OKC at home. So, I think a young or at least seemingly young OKC team, young Detroit team, I think they mentioned, I was watching uh, some of the game, they, they mentioned some of those Detroit guys were 18, which is just insane. But And it's good to win. It's good to, I think, validate yourself because um, Detroit, whatever, you know, OKC, whatever. But Denver is a good team, a team that people expect to make a playoff run um, yeah, you know, that, with, one of the, with one of the best players in the NBA, Jokic. So. Yeah, that was a, a huge win. Uh, I have a trivia question for you, Matt. Can you guess the average age? And I, I won't give you uh, decimals here, but uh, – can you guess the average age of the roster of the Oklahoma City Thunder? How old on average? 23. That's correct. Ah, look at me. I did not drop out of high school. I get things <laughs> right. No, I'm joking. Good guy, hard worker. Good guy, hard worker. Uh, um, I just wanted to add that tidbit because uh, that's super interesting. And they're going to be great moving forward. But uh, I just I, I saw that watching the game last night. And um, – it was definitely uh, something that grabbed my attention. 
No, they look young, and I, and you can see it in the. I mean, they're energetic, the OKC Thunder, but they you can see that experience went out in the Celtics. I mean, we shot pretty poorly. Um, you know, the, the three ball did not drop. We shot twenty seven percent from the three. Yeah, three ball did not drop. Um, the two ball dropped. I mean, we're still shooting forty eight percent, so it's all good there. But, um, but no, you could just see that core. I mean, they're they're in it for the long haul. The they clawed back. I was happy that in that OKC game they clawed back. They're down fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um. And so that's kind of what we've been worried about. I, I mentioned that we're, you know, these, these Celtics are playing great, but they break our hearts. You know, they're up by 15, they lose games and we don't know how they just collapse, but they collapse. But no, I'm really happy. Um, I mean, when the, like I said, when the three ball gets hot, like they're just disgusting. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to lose when the three balls hot. And then I just want to go, I have the depth chart up. You have smart Brown, Tatum, Williams, Horford, like we talked about. Yep. Great core lovely core they have a couple years together now you know horford's the vet leading these young guys to the promised land then it's like you have you can literally swap out the second line and it would be it could be a, a team that starts in the nba it's yeah. literally i don't know if you call them lines but the bench players you have brogdon <laughs> white hauser yeah rotation brogdon white hauser tate or i guess this one has tatum but brogdon white hauser um yeah pritchard you know you have um derek or i just said derek white twice but you have, you know, four or five guys, and then Robert Williams is coming back, you yep. know, like, like, in, a, in a month, two uh, months. Hopefully, hopefully December, January. I mean, Christmas you want to keep him so. rested. You don't – Yeah, you, you, you want to have him playing in the season. Yeah, so I remember you mentioned a couple weeks ago that we'd be worried about um, – you know, you're worried about the Celtics without Robert Williams. So uh, Yeah, defensively so, for sure. And yeah. that's that's still definitely been a thing. I mean, uh, Shy Gilgis-Alexander – is a, is a young budding star. I think he's already arrived. He had 32. Uh, he played out of his mind. One thing I wanted to hit on uh, was the game against Detroit. You were missing Brown. You were missing Horford. You were missing Brogdon. Um, and the Celtics were struggling in that game too. But Tatum, I believe, had 40 points or close to it. Um, you're my stat guy. But uh, that the one thing that just impresses me more this year is last year it felt like, and Marcus Smart actually said it after the game, uh, the OKC game was a game they would lose last year. And it's different this year. They're a resilient group. Uh, They've kind of went through the hardships of losing the finals. And I think that's probably the best thing that's happened to this core. Uh, And and I'm super excited. So I don't want to keep going on, but uh, those are really the things I wanted to hit on is, they just look different this year. They look like they wanted Tatum, even on a bad shooting night, put up 20, 27 points. So uh, super excited. We have the Hawks uh, to, on Wednesday playing the Hawks uh, in your old town, Atlanta. Love Atlanta. No, um, some good points there. I just, I'm glad that they have that, or at least Marcus Smart has that, um, you know, introspective introspection to say, Hey, we, you know, we have been letting, the team down in the past or letting the fans down in the past with those, those losses mm-hmm. um, where they collapse or where they, you know, they can't claw back because exactly. if they don't, you know, you have to know what the problem is in order to fix it. So, no, I mean, that just comes back to, I, I tell everyone, people call me crazy, whatever. When I say Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan didn't win a championship till his ninth season. Jason Tatum is in his fourth season, fifth yep. season. I think it's his uh, fifth season. I, I want to say it's his sixth now. Is it, if he, if he was crazy. a freshman, then yeah, then it would be his, I think it'd probably be his fifth or sixth because he's 24. But um, and then t- yeah, it's insane. And then Brown's, you know, Brown's a year older. And then you know, Smart's not too far behind. I think he's what twenty, maybe twenty eight. But um, 26? they look great. They're 
Is he? Is he? Is he a little yeah. younger? Oh, no, no way. Think, yeah, so, so they look great. I mean, a lot of a lot. You have to think a lot of basketball players peak twenty eight to to thirty, and mm-hmm. so you could you could say none of these guys have peaked yet, and they're crushing it. So, basketball is. I don't want to jinx it. I'm knocking on my desk here, my wood desk, but we might have an exciting basketball, um, the exciting basketball in Boston for the next decade, which you know, I'm happy about. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, and I know your guy Pritchard got some. Oh, some I have I, I have two. I guess I have two more things. I'm looking at my notes. Pritchard, baby. So. No, I've been lugging what I'm lugging. I've been loving what Brogdon has been adding to the team. But um, I mean, I love to see Pritchard in there. I saw some headlines, you know, Pritchard going crazy, playing with absolute, you know, energy, given this chance. And so, um, so I'm really excited about that. I mean, he just goes in there, tries his hardest, inspiration for us all. So he, I was actually kind of worried. I saw him go. He got a couple chances. I saw his minutes going up, and he was, you know, shooting one for six, one for seven. I was like, man, Pritchard, this is your chance. And true now he's professional. Been yeah, true he's, been, professional. he's been hot recently. So yeah, he goes out there, he does his best. So I'm love that. Um, Luke Cornette. I was watching. Was it Cornette? Cornette? Yeah, correct. Luke Cornette. 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 I don't know if it's French or something, but Cornette. Um, I see him out there. I'm like, is this guy supposed to be on the court? He. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, um, he, he, he's he added some length. He got, yeah, no, he adds the length, and he's got like, I mean, he got like 18 minutes. Um, yesterday. So I just think it's funny. He just looks like a dad out there. He's so. he's incredible to watch. I, I saw a video of someone taking a three, and he was uh. He was just right inside the paint and he just stood up and jumped and it was just hilarious because he wasn't near the shooter, but it was, I, you, I'll send you it uh, when we're done, but it, it's, it's pretty high quality comedy. Uh, that's so funny, but no, to round all, round all that up. Um, we love the Celtics 11 and three. We love that. So, but no, I think, um, I mean, it's a long season, so I'm not super worried about it, but That concludes our Celtics segment presented by Matt, who orchestrated that to a T. Had a little bit of an editing issue, so adding this post-recording. However, uh, it ended a bit abruptly, uh, so we're going to slide into a transition and then into uh, NFL Pick'em's Week 11 with Connor Meehan. And stick with us right after that. Matt has a surprise segment as well, and we'll get you out of here. So let's keep it rolling. Okay, week 11 picks back in the mix. Got Connor Meehan with me as always. Uh, Connor, I'll let you take the floor here since uh, I don't have much room to talk after last week. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I don't want to give it to you too hard. I think uh, I think anybody that listens realizes that uh, not your best week. And um, I think I, you can count on one hand how many games you picked correctly. <laughs> Yeah, wouldn't even fill a hand. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, like great week of football though. A lot of upsets, a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of grit. You know, teams that we weren't expecting to get a win, which I feel like you'd like to see. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's good to be on this side of it. So, I, I don't need to talk too much, too much shit. I hope I just keep it going. How are you feeling though? Uh, well, you know, uh, as the leader and general manager of of this Pickham team, uh, you know, it's getting late here in the year um have not made it easy for us uh gotta look at our gotta look at the, ourselves in the mirror here 
Um, you know, we're a resilient group of guys, but at the end of the day, we're not executing. So uh, for those out there that are listening, uh, last week, Connor Meehan uh, went eight and six, not his best week by any means. Um, I want to say it's kind of lower in his standards. That brings him to 91 and 57 overall. And then there's me. Uh, don't even have a seat on the bus here. Uh, four and 10 last week. Very tough. Very, very tough. Six and a half back from Connor, 85 and 64. Uh, it's time to dig deep, though. Uh, you know, there's there is room for improvement. Uh, can't get any worse, as the great Michael Jordan said. The ceiling is the roof. So, uh, you know, just just got to get back into the groove of things. Chip away at this lead. Uh, I I think I tried doing too much last week. Uh, maybe be a little more conservative. Run the ball on first down. Uh, too many turnovers. That's what it came down to. So, uh, we'll start this week off clean slate. Uh, Connor in the driver's seat, like I said, 91 and 57, pretty impressive, but, uh, the battle was lost, but not the war. I think that's how that goes. Anyways, starting off finally a decently exciting Thursday night matchup. Hopefully it lives up to the hype. I mean, you can think of two matchups that were high anticipated games, maybe, uh, I think the first week of Thursday night football, Chiefs and Chargers, and then the Bucks and Ravens. The Chiefs and Chargers probably the best Thursday night game. Last week yeah. was a dud. Uh, but this one has a chance to be good, and it is the six and three Tennessee Titans leading the AFC South. Going into Lambeau Field, gonna be a chilly night playing the four and six Green Bay Packers who are coming off. A win against the Cowboys at home. Connor, I'll let you start. Yeah, my Titans got me a win last week, I think, in one of our differ- differentiator uh, games. Did you – who did you – Yep, I took Broncos. Broncos, yeah. I don't Broncos. know why. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remind you every time just to make sure you, <laughs> you say it out loud. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers. Before last week, uh, I, I said – you know, I picked against the Packers, and I said, until they show us something, I'm not going to pick them. And – uh, I think that they showed us something coming back from two touchdowns uh, in the second half, um, you know, actually being able to connect with, with Christian Watson for three tutters. That's the kind of game that they needed. That's the kind of trust that Aaron needed in somebody. Um, so I like them to, to pick it up uh, again and get on a little winning streak. Not much of one, but uh, I like the Packers at home. Yeah, I'm with you here. Uh, it's, it's really fight or flight for this Packers team. Rodgers, looked more like himself. He even said it on Pat McAfee's show. He, you know, that was rock bottom for them losing to the, to the Lions, throwing two red zone interceptions, uh, three overall. You just never see that from Rodgers, especially against the Lions. So uh, we're in agreement there. Uh, I think the Packers are, are kind of look trending upwards slightly. I, I don't think this Titans team is that good. It's one of those teams that's not great, but they have a good coach and, uh, in a pretty bad division. So I'm going to go Packers here as well. All right. Moving moving on to Sunday, Sunday afternoon games, one o'clock. Uh, I don't, there might be one more international game. Uh, Mexico City, I think it's Chargers or no, excuse me, Cardinals and Niners. I could be wrong. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Anyways, one o'clock slate. The three and seven Chicago Bears coming off a loss at home against Detroit facing the Atlanta Falcons, who are also coming off a loss 
uh, on the road in Carolina. That was the last Thursday night game. Uh, I'll start us off here, Connor. I like the Bears. Uh, I just think Justin Fields is starting to come into his own here. Uh, you know, hard to hard to go against the Falcons here, but I just think overall the Bears are a better team. Two of the higher rushing, probably the top two rushing offenses in the league, if I had to guess, or at least top five, top ten. So I, I'm going to go Bears here. I think they have the better quarterback, and um, I don't know. I think the Falcons were kind of fluky to be at the top of their division, not that that was saying anything at the time, but I, I do like the Bears on the road here. Yeah, I do too. Um, kind of a pick em for me, but I'm going to go with the team that I think is ascending in the right direction, even coming off. Uh, what is it, two straight losses or three? I can't remember. Pretty crazy, three straight uh losses two of them against great teams uh mm -hmm. cowboys dolphins and then the tough one against the detroit lions which i didn't watch that game but from what i followed they were in control they were the majority of that game and ended were. up losing so that sucks um still shows that they're young and don't know how to win games yet but in a game where i'm not that confident in the falcons i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with justin fields and the, and the bears yep okay moving on the Cleveland Browns three and six going into a six and three Buffalo Bills team. Uh, the Bills obviously coming off a crazy loss, threw up on themselves and gave that game away to the Vikings at home last week. Uh, this game has the potential to have a lot of snow on the ground uh, come Sunday. Uh, I was looking, there could be 20 inches of snow Sunday morning. Uh, which okay. I love. I love that. You live uh, in Florida, bro. Well, I, okay. <laughs> it's aesthetically pleasing. I'll put it that way. Yeah. To be in there, there, to be in there. Yeah. Not so much. I, I've, I've been there, done that. It's not the best, but uh, to watch it, you know, it just, that makes it feel more like, like winter is here. Uh, for obvious reasons, I'm going the bills here. I just think they're the better team. Uh, the Browns, are crawling to get Deshaun Watson back. And I think he can start practicing now. Uh, they, I think they have a bye week. This then, is the last game. This, yeah. is 11, this is week 11. So, uh, Oh, that's right. Maybe so. they had their bye. So yeah, Deshaun Watson comes back. I know they play Houston, but uh, I, I expect them to be three and seven when he comes back. They actually, I got to clarify that. So they're three and six. So they've had a bye week. Um, Correct. But I don't know. If, I guess it would be eleven games. So mm -hmm. he, I guess that that would mean that he has two more, including this one. Um, so it might not be next week. But uh, I'm going to go with the Bills as well. I just don't think they're going to lose three straight. Um, I think they're going to be bumped. Mm -hmm. They're they're making it interesting in the AFC East. Obviously, it's so much more wide open now, just in terms of the the loss category. But uh, they're still going to win that division. Um, I like them to get one done here. Okay. Uh, moving on, the other juggernaut in the NFC that also lost last week, the 8-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles going into Indianapolis. Obviously, Indianapolis has been in an upheaval. They bring in Jeff Saturday, uh, but they do get a win on the road in uh, Vegas. They're now at 4-5-1. Uh, Connor, I'll let you start. Can you tell the uh, the listeners who who picked uh, the Colts last week? Uh, not me. Yeah, yeah, the other yeah, not group. me. Yes, correct. Oh, I just gotta sit with that one. Um, 
<laughs> but <laughs> no, um, I'm going to go with the Eagles to rebound. I, I mm-hmm. again, didn't finish the game last night, but I was shocked uh, when I woke up and saw that they lost, even though yeah, I, the commanders are, are sneaky. They're going to be right there around 500 and they're going to yep. get, a, you know, be right around for a wild card spot. So, um, but I like, uh, I like the Eagles to get one back here, just a, a better team overall. Yep. Um, I'm with you there. Not much more to add. I, I, I would not expect the Colts to, uh, to win this game even at home although they did beat kansas city earlier in the year at home which was obviously a stunner and matt ryan is back playing quarterback which As should have should. been the, yeah should have yeah. been the case moving on to a big afc bout afc east bout that is the new york jets at six and three coming off a bye going into foxborough playing the patriots at five and four both teams currently sitting in the playoff picture uh the jets are second in the, the, the afc east the patriots are fourth um and as it stands right now all four afc east teams would be in the playoff uh in the playoffs if the season ended today obviously not the case and let's be honest this is a must win for the patriots just as much as it is for the jets uh connor i'll let you go uh, I'd like to hear your pick first, just uh, basically going off of the last time those two teams played. Um, yeah, yeah. You can trust that I'm going to expose you on this on this podcast. That's, I get. that's fine. That's fine. I, I hope you reciprocate it because I of give course. It a lot. Well, but... listen, listen, you know, hungry dogs do run faster. I, I will say that. And, um, you know, yeah, hand up. I screwed up. I, I took the Jets last time, uh, which was – Close. If Mac Jones throws that pick six before halftime, it's a 17 to three game. However, the Jets quarterback is terrible. Uh, I'm not sure if the Patriots are going to figure out their offensive woes, but uh, I do like them to make less mistakes than the Jets in this game. This is a habit game for them. The, the Patriots just need this or the rest of the, the year is looking grim. I do like them to win uh, at home against the Jets although I think it's going to be another close game. Uh, but I would expect uh, Zach Wilson to sim- you know, be repeat what he did last uh, time these teams met just three weeks ago. So uh, going with the Patriots here at home. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate the, you know, put, putting it out there and, you know, letting yourself have it. But yeah. Got to go- take accountability. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt I'm taking anybody but New England here. Uh, it is definitely a must win for them with the schedule upcoming, like you kind of alluded to. I can't even believe how hard the second half of the season is for them. Um, and I just think it's going to be one one by the defense, whoever wins the turnover differential, um, which it could be could be the like I could see the Jets winning, but they're not going to. Um, so I'm going to go with the Patriots just to to win uh, in the margins. OK, uh, quick question before we move on to the next game. Do the Patriots make the playoffs? I'm putting you on the spot. They do. Okay. At nine and seven or okay. nine and eight. Okay. You think that's going to be enough in the division they're in with uh, yeah. four division games left, including this one this week? I think they're. I think they're going to hold the tiebreakers. I think. Uh, let's see. Eh, maybe not. Their wins are against bad teams, but I like it. Haven't thought about it too much, but I believe they're going to get in uh, at somewhere around nine and eight. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I have my thoughts. Um, and that's that has already been shared uh, in this podcast. But anyways, let me guess. You don't think they're going to make it? Uh, I don't. I don't. I think there's a possibility. Um, 
but I, I really don't think they get in. But different story for a different day. Mm-hmm. Moving on, the Los Angeles Rams, uh, three and six, going into the Bayou, playing the three and seven New Orleans Saints. Crazy to think that both these teams have these records so late in the season. Uh, I'll start this one off. I think even with if Matt Stafford comes back, I think the Rams are are just too hurt. I don't think, you know, Cooper Cup's gone for the next four weeks, probably the season. Uh, I think this is a lost cause for the Rams. Not that I think the Saints are, are any better, but I like them to get a win at home uh, and improve to four and seven. The Rams uh, have that Super Bowl hangover and they will not make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I agree with everything you said there. I'm going with the Saints as well. Same same exact reasons they got. Rams have pretty much nothing to play for at this point, and it's crazy to think where they're going to be, what they're going to do in this offseason. I think you talked about how they have no no draft capital, no win now mode, and they're not winning. They won one, obviously, the biggest, you know, it was worth it, um, but their future looks, looks tough. So uh, Saints to get one here pretty unconvincingly, but a win nonetheless. Okay, moving on, the Carolina Panthers – uh, or excuse me, I was getting ahead of myself there. The Detroit Lions, three and six, going into the seven and two New York Giants at MetLife Stadium, one o'clock game. Uh, I like the Giants here. I think the Lions could make this game interesting. Uh, and all the Giants games are close, but I can't believe it. I think the Giants are going to be eight and two. I just think defensively they're the better team, uh, and they are. This is going to be a good game, but I, I just think the Giants are are too – they just play too hard. But I w- this is kind of a pick in my head, but I have to go New York here. Yeah. Um, I w- I actually – I ran through the picks before we, we jumped on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually had the Giants picked. Um, but the way this is going, we're going to have the same picks. And um, I, I have a, a reasonable lead, a margin for error. Um, so I'm going with the Detroit Lions here to beat – you know, probably the worst seven and two um, team. If there are, I don't know if there are many others, uh, but one of the one of the better record teams. Um, I like them to to beat um, here on the road, and hopefully, I can open that uh, open that margin on you. Okay, good. I like it. I'm even more in on the Giants now. Good. Moving forward, the Carolina Panthers three and seven. PJ Walker to remain the starter going into Baltimore at six and three. The Ravens were on a bye week. Uh, I like the Ravens here for obvious reasons. Um, I, I just don't see any chance the Panthers win this game. I, I expect the Ravens to win by uh, at least two possessions, if not two touchdowns. Yeah, me too. I think this will be a kind of a dud of a game. Just kind of, you know, see the score. Not not much to tune in here. I, I like the Ravens to to get it done as well. On the Washington Commanders. At five and five, a frisky team going into play the Houston Texans at one seven and one. I think the Commanders uh, are going to be a team. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. However, I do think they're going to be a team that'll ruin it for other teams down the stretch. And I really love Taylor Heineke. Uh, and that was a gutsy win they pulled off in Philly. I think it was more Philly being careless with the football. Uh, but I do like the the commanders in in this game and to have a six and five record. Uh, the Texans just just don't have enough, and 
uh, that pretty much says all there needs to be. Yeah, man, I I've been high on the Commanders since since Heineke was was plugged in. I I knew they were going to be hanging around. I just knew it based on previous experience. Yep, I agree that they might not make the playoffs. Um, but just looking at their schedule ahead, Texans should be a win. Uh, I'm taking the Commanders. Can beat the Falcons. Uh, then they've got back to back games against the Giants. So if they split one, uh, they got the Niners and then Browns and Dallas. It's a tough sled, but I can still see them getting to you know, eight or nine wins. So you never know. They'll be right around the cusp there. Um, but I like the commanders here to get one done and go above 500. Okay. Moving on. This game is just, I, I have no confidence at this point. I feel like I'm going to pick the loser of this game. Uh, <laughs> truthfully, I just, this game hurts my brain in so many ways uh, yeah. to start off the four o'clock slate at four Oh five. The two and seven Las Vegas Raiders going in, playing the Denver Broncos at three and six. Um, I'm going Broncos here. I have no reason to believe they're going to win this game. This honestly feels like a game the Raiders win, but uh, I'm just going to say for this reason, the Broncos defense will keep them in. Russell Wilson is just not good. Um, I'm almost talking myself out of this pick, but I'm going to stick with it and, uh, I'm going Denver here. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. I saw I, you probably saw that stat, but something like if if the Broncos had scored 18 points in every game, they would be eight and one. That's insane. So I did not see that. That is nuts. But, that so, makes Russell look so bad. Yeah, they're averaging 14.6 points a game. That's where they're scoring and giving up 16.6, which is just insane. Um, I am going to fade you here. So we've got a couple different, at least um, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Um, they're the better team. They are, they are a team that should be so much better. And I just keep clinging on to the fact that they're going to turn it around. So uh, maybe not turn it around, but just start playing good football. Um, and I like this to be a one that they, they bounce back and get done. And hopefully Derek Carr's not crying in the press conference uh, after this one. I mean, it's just two teams at the beginning of the year that you thought had potential to to cause some mayhem in that AFC West division, and they've just flatlined. I, yeah, I, teams that you thought would be like uh, potentially like ahead of the Patriots, and when you're thinking about how are they going to, you know, where do they stack up against the other teams in the AFC, and both are, are bottom dwellers, which is just crazy. Yeah. Uh, moving on, the 425 game. Great matchup. Probably the matchup of the week. Uh the six and three Dallas Cowboys going in playing the eight and one Minnesota Vikings. This is a tough one. Uh, Connor, I'll let you start. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Um, speaking about cold weather, um, it's going to be cold in Minnesota. And they play in a dome. They play in a dome. They play in a dome. So never mind. Um, <laughs> so never mind about that. Uh, but. Anyway, I still believe that the Vikings had that confidence win, obviously, last week beating the Bills. I think they were winning a lot of games that they should win, uh, mm -hmm. but this is one that they easily could have lost, and that's a big confidence boost for them. So, um, And the Cowboys in a bad loss. Um, I can see that starting to snowball a little bit. Cowboys usually do this. Um, so I like the Vikings to to get one here, go to 9-1. Okay. Uh I'm also on the Vikings. This was not easy. Uh, 
because I do like the Cowboys. I think they're one of the Super Bowl contenders um, coming down the stretch. But I think the Vikings, they just have it. They have those those games that when they're close, they somehow find a way to win. Um, they're gritty. Uh, Kirk Cousins has played very well. Uh, they did get lucky. I think if the Bills cornerback just doesn't play for an interception, he just plays to get rid knock the ball away, I think. I do think the Bills win that game, not to mention the three other t- opportunities the Bills had to to win that game. So uh, I'm going Vikings here, and uh, I, I think it's going to be a very close game, but that's that's where I'm standing. Moving on, the other 425 game, Cincinnati Bengals 5-4 and four going into Pittsburgh, playing the 3-6 and six Steelers. The Bengals, th- this was a week one matchup that was just insane. The Steelers won on the road, uh, but I do like the Bengals to win. I, it's a it's a must-have. I know Jamar Chase is not in the game. T.J. Watt is back for the Steelers. However, uh, I do like the Bengals to pull it out in Pittsburgh. Yeah, man, if the Steelers win this game, <clears throat> go to four and six. We got to keep an eye out for them. Um, I don't know. Like things could be starting to happen in Pittsburgh, but uh, I don't think they'll win this game if I'm going with my brain. Um, I think I like the Bengals offense. I like the direction they're going coming off a of bye week. I like that to continue uh, in the divisional game in Pittsburgh. I feel like it could be a great game, um, but I think the Bengals will pull it out. Okay. Uh, moving on here to the Sunday night game. This is a big one. Uh, the seven and two Kansas city chiefs who have looked like they've just gotten better week to week going in, playing the five and four Los Angeles chargers chargers are banged up. The receiving core is dwindling Keenan Allen, Mike Williams out. Uh, hopefully they return, but, uh, this is a tough game. I don't like Brandon Staley as a coach. I think the chiefs are starting to pick up steam and I continue, I, I believe that continues to roll Sunday night in L.A. I think the Chiefs win this game. Uh, could be close. I think it's going to be touchdown and a field goal win, something like that. So I, I do like the Chiefs on the road. Yeah, uh, I think Keenan Allen might be on his way back uh, as well this week. He's been questionable every week. Um, but I actually think there's a chance that he was practicing today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that could be good for them. But yeah, I think the Chiefs seem to get it done in prime time pretty much all the time. So um, I like them too. Um, need to see more out of the Chargers before I start taking them in games like this. Such a weird like season. It, it's just the Chargers have all the talent in the world. Uh, like I alluded to, I just don't think their coach is great. He makes questionable decisions. Herbert's so talented, but uh, – it just doesn't make sense, you know, with Eckler and all those weapons, but uh, their defense is banged up too. So give me the Chiefs on the road. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I went there. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm going to Doubling down. Doubling down. I love it. <laughs> I love the confidence, Kev. Okay. It'd be better if, if I picked the other team and you just doubled down on me <laughs> yeah, with your pick, but. Okay, Sunday. Uh, excuse me, Monday night game. The five and four San Francisco Chargers going into 
Arizona, who are four and six. I feel like their record should be worse. Uh, however, uh, I do like the Niners here. Uh, I think they're just one of the more talented teams in the league. And I just think this Cardinals team, I expect Cliff Kingsbury to be fired before the season is over. Whatever the buyout is, I think the Cardinals should pay it. I don't think he's a great coach. Uh, Kyler Murray has not looked great. And I just like the Niners. I think they're the more talented team as long as Jimmy doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. And I think, uh, well, Tyler Murray got hurt um, in that last game. So I think he's questionable. They might be rolling with Case Keenum. That's mm-hmm. the case. It's a, it's no, Colt McCoy. Play. Yeah. Or yeah. Colt McCoy, my bad. Um, yeah. I, obviously if, if he plays, so it's a lock, um, but Niners are ascending. Cardinals are just a dumpster fire, kind of waiting to to explode. Um, agreed. Cliff Kingsbury will probably be coaching in college next year, if I had to guess. Um, so give me the Niners on the road. Hey, so two different picks. Uh, definitely went conservative this week, but uh, hopefully it can have a better a better week. But this NFL season has been wacky. That's why I went a little off script last week. Uh, we two different picks were the you picked the Lions, I had the, the Giants, <laughs> and you had the Raiders, I had the Broncos. So those are the two games to watch out for. Everything else is the same. Hopefully, I can chip away at this lead, or else I'm gonna have to get. Uh, I'm gonna have to to reach. Uh, in the last few weeks, but still long season. So um, we're sticking to the script here, uh, you know, doing a little improvising, but I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll be just fine. Uh, but Connor, thanks again for, for hopping on. Always a pleasure. And uh, we will see you next week. Sounds good, Kev. All right. Bye. Have a good one. Yeah, let's. I have one last nugget for Kev. I didn't tell Kev about this one, but Kev, I needed to get your opinion here. So I need to read you this. So Uncle Chen, have you heard of Uncle Chen? No. Uncle Chen is a chain smoking marathon runner. He chain smoked <laughs> cigarettes and finished a marathon the other day in three and a half hours. He literally, <laughs> there's a picture of this man lighting cigarettes while running, passing people. Not only did he finish the marathon, he did well. He came in the upper third. So I just want to say Uncle Chen is an inspiration for us all. And I need to get your take on that. Yeah. If, uh, if Uncle Chen can, can do that, there, there's no excuses for anybody in this world. Uh, I'm going to drop, drop a picture for you real quick. No, I, I actually, I actually did see that. I, I, it was one of those things I was scrolling on Twitter and it was literally a picture of him. I think he had two cigarettes in his mouth. <laughs> That's, that's, that's uncle chen for you and, and i saw the time was something like impressive like i don't think i could run a half a mile without getting exhausted and losing my breath um not that i'm the most fit guy in the world but to chain smoke cigarettes while doing a marathon uh he might be god <laughs> he literally might be god i've seen i've seen some some other rumblings that he only smokes cigarettes when he runs marathons, which is insane. If that's true, that's mind blowing. That's insane. No, I mean, 
I uh, I try to stay in good shape. I'm in decent shape right now, but I don't think I could run under four, honestly. I think my legs would fall off. So the fact that Uncle Chen's out there doing it for us, inspiring us all, I just want to say I really appreciate you, Uncle Chen. Well, thank you, Matt. That's, uh, that is the quality content we love to hear. Uh, how does it feel to be back? And I, I know you're here for the long haul. Uh, this, is, this has been going well. We're, we're seven episodes deep now, two or three as you as the uh, co-host. How you feeling? No, I appreciate the opportunity. I hope I grasp it firmly and I just do my best here. So I've been loving it. Hopefully we've been doing it for you guys and uh, not hopefully we've been doing it. We've been doing it for you guys. We hope you love it. And why don't you take us out here, Kev? All right. Well, once again, thank you. I uh, hope everyone enjoys the rest of the week. We will be back next week. Patriots need a big win. Celtics also playing and the bees are hot. Still looking for a bees guy for those people out there. We need you. Have a great week. Thank you to you all. See everybody. Oh, buzz, buzz, buzzity taco. We're buzzing over here and we're talking over there. Buzz taco, talkity buzz. Oh, buzz, buzz, buzz. Oh, talkity talk. Buzz, talkity talk. Buzz, 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 talkity talk. Talk, buzz, talk, talk, talkity buzz. Buzz, talkity buzz. buzz.